422 DWS News Hour. I'm Scott Beatty. One of the most iconic and famous speeches ever given, certainly in U.S. history, is the Gettysburg Address on this day in 1863. And to talk to us about it a bit is Lincoln historian Christian McWhorter joins us from the Abraham Lincoln Museum and uh, Library over in Springfield. And uh, Christian, first of all, thanks for your time. Unfortunately, you just announced last week that folks would be able to take a look at an actual original copy of the address. That won't be possible now given the COVID situation. Nonetheless, we'll talk a little bit about it. Thanks for your time. Yeah, sure thing. Yeah, we're sorry that, uh, you know, due to COVID, we're, we're going to close down for a little while. But typically, uh, we put our copy of the Gettysburg Address on display uh, for about two weeks this time every year. So it took, a, it took a pandemic to stop us. The history of those copies, I mean, you have to stop and think about it. Yeah, it had to be written down on paper, and it wasn't digitally stored back more than 150 years ago. So, uh, you know, I understand there was about four. Were there five original copies penned by Lincoln? There are five uh, in the world today um, that we know about. Uh, the, none of them are probably the one he read from that day, so that one's probably been lost and destroyed at some point. Um, but Lincoln wrote it out himself five other times, uh, and they're all uh, we, you know they're all accounted for. We know where they all are, and uh, we have the third one. Uh, he wrote, uh, and and yeah, we've we've had it since we we got it in the middle of World War II. Uh, Illinois school children donated pennies and nickels to buy it, uh, and then Marshall Field the uh, third donated a bit of money, and uh, we ended up buying it for sixty thousand dollars. And I I can only imagine how much more than that it's probably worth right now. So indeed, and and uh, out of curiosity, uh, each of the copies is there a little bit of uh, variance. In them, of course, again, no digital copies. It had to be handwritten. Yeah, Lincoln wrote it out a little differently every time, which is interesting and also very frustrating if you're a historian because it means we don't know exactly uh, what he said that day. You know, the gist is uh, is certainly the same. Uh, most of the, the parts you know, you know, the, the four score and last best hope and all that, those parts are all intact, uh, but they're a little bit different each time. And the, the really interesting change he makes is actually on our copy. Our copy is the first time when he adds under God uh, to it. So there's always been some debate over whether he actually said it under God when he gave the speech or if he decided to add it in later. So, uh, you know, lots of, that's the way history works. There's, there's always a little bit of gray that you got to try to fill in, right? That's what makes it fun, though, for you as, sure. as a historian. Um, and, and it was indeed, I hate to ask the ignorant question, but it was indeed written originally from Abraham Lincoln, nobody behind the speech as a ghostwriter or a speechwriter? <laughs> no, no. The, the myth is that he wrote it on the train on the way to Gettysburg. We, we know he didn't do that. He put a lot of care into it. He took, uh, he took it pretty seriously. You know, the, the reason he gave the speech is they were dedicating the National Cemetery at Gettysburg to, to bury the Union soldiers who died there. And, you know, July was when the battle was fought. Um, that whole idea of a national cemetery was a new idea. You know, Arlington's the most famous one. And so Lincoln took that duty very seriously. And, and it's, a, it's a very short speech. It only took him two minutes to deliver it about but um you know he really wanted to encapsulate he was thinking a lot that time about how much destruction that war was causing and to try to make sense of what it was all about and he took that task very seriously and and that comes across in the speech and it's one of the reasons why it's you know rightfully so famous 
Well, let me ask you a question that I know has been asked every year since the speech, uh, but I still think is apt. What does it mean for us today and especially in this moment? It's, it's interesting. It's, it's a, one of the things about that speech is um, it, it, Lincoln is conceiving of the Civil War, um, you know, when he talks about a new birth of freedom, um, he's thinking about the Civil War as transforming America, right? The original reason the Civil War was fought from the, from the northern side was just to bring the southern states back into the Union, right, to prevent them from forming their own country. By the time the war goes on for two years, Lincoln is thinking of America as a transformative place. And in particular, he's thinking about slavery. He's issued the Emancipation Proclamation, and Lincoln is, try- is thinking of America as a more equal place. And that's the big question we've been struggling with as a country since the moment we were formed, right? This idea of equality, what's it mean, and how you can make a country that is, you know, as, as equal as possible. And, and I think... The Gaysburg Address is really cutting to the heart of that. That's why Lincoln thinks those Union soldiers died on that battlefield, was, was for the cause of preserving the country and for fostering a, a new, more equal America. And, you know, he has the phrase testing whether the nation can long endure, essentially saying if we're going to be who we want to be and who we think we are, we have to get through this. And then, of course, the, the ironic phrase that, uh, that, we, that what I'm saying here won't be remembered— um, but, but what they did will be remembered. Well, it turns out actually the speech was more remembered maybe even than the lives lost, which is uh, both a, a nod to, to his majestic writing and, and of course, to uh, it's sad a little bit, too, because it was very deadly. Yeah, and, and, and Lincoln, yeah, I think Lincoln didn't expect this speech to become as famous as it was. It really didn't become that famous during his lifetime. And you made a good point to start with, too, that the other way that that speech can speak to us today is Lincoln had a very keen sense during a civil war of just how fragile American democracy is, right? And, you know, it's, it's a democracy if you can keep it, or isn't it the republic if you can keep it? I think is what Franklin said, right? Like, Lincoln really understood that, that, like, the America, you know, democracy is a fragile thing, and you have to be vigilant, um, and, you know, it's... It, before you know it, if you stop, you know, if you take your eye off the ball, maybe that could slip away. And, and, and the Gaysburg Address is very much about that, too. It's preserving this fragile experiment in democracy that we've been engaging in here for, uh, for a long, long time. We're talking so with it, Chris- It's a powerful speech, yeah. Forgive me for uh, cutting you off. We're talking with Christian McWhorter. He's a historian at the Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. And unfortunately, some of the public events in person that were scheduled uh, can't not happen now with the uh, mitigation rules that are coming in starting tomorrow. But nonetheless, on this anniversary of the speech, you do have some virtual ways to engage. Uh, What are you wanting to invite folks to? Yeah, come, uh, if you want to tune in to our Facebook page at 7 p.m. tonight, uh, I'll be uh, appearing with our education director, and we'll be talking about the Gaysburg Address and a, a mural that's actually in the museum, a huge mural that depicts the battle and its aftermath and the speech. Um, and we also posted, because you can't come see the Gaysburg Address, we posted a kind of small virtual exhibit on our website that you can go look at. You can look at a high-resolution scan of our copy of the Gaysburg Address, and that's it. President Lincoln at Illinois.gov. If you want to log on there, you'll be able to see it in our, uh, I think it's in our current events uh, portion of the page. So, um, yeah, a couple ways that you can still engage with it, uh, you know, since we weren't allowed to put it out this year. And, and uh, but we'll, we'll uh, hopefully things will be back to normal next November and we can commemorate it uh, 
in person. And when the speech is not out for the public to view, I imagine it is uh, kept away from any sort of light and oxygen and, and all that under lock and key. Yeah, that's why we only put it out for two weeks a year. It, it's uh, it's an old document. You know, this is true for any document, but especially one as with as much importance as this one. We keep it in a vault, uh, and then we keep it in a box in that vault. In that vault, you know, so it's not exposed to any light, which could obviously bleach it away. And then also in a nice cool temperature that paper likes, so paper doesn't get too fragile or or anything like that. So we we take good care of it, but. We also, you know, we, this belongs to the state of Illinois, so we want to make sure that people can come see it, too. So we, we feel an obligation to put it out every year. And um, so, yeah, we, it's a shame we can't this year, but we'll, we'll definitely do it again. Well, it's a fascinating piece of history to revisit and very important for all of us to ponder for a moment or two. We appreciate you spending a little bit to uh, tell us about the address. And a reminder, 7 o'clock tonight on Facebook uh, with the presidential Lincoln I beg your pardon, the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. Christian McWhorter, appreciate it so much. Sure thing. Happy to do it. All right. It is 431, and we'll check news in a moment.